This is Penny Radio. Thank you for tuning in. I'm James Whittington, and I'm here to help you master your money. Whether you're a complete beginner or have been around the block once or twice, now is the time to start your journey and take control of your finances. And I'll be with you every step of the way. Hello and welcome back to Penny Radio. Bonjour, mes amis, to our French following out there. After the first hit season, no exaggeration, we are back and bringing you season two from lockdown. Well, hopefully we won't be in lockdown for all your season two, but we'll see how it goes. I'd also like to say welcome back to Craig. You'll be pleased to hear he passed his co-host probation. Well, more like he begrudgingly agreed to humour me and come back because he has nothing better to do. So how are you doing, Craig? Any updates from lockdown? Well, I mean, slightly upset at the patronising co-host probation remark, but otherwise fine. Lockdown life. <laughs> Treating me well. I've discovered I am terrible at gardening. I mean, really quite bad at gardening. Don't have the patience or the inclination. It's just just a waste <laughs> of time. Just buy the plant ready to go. Why would you want to grow it? Easier. Much easier. Uh, other than that, quite good at baking, turns out. Making bread. Wonderful. Banana bread or just bread? Yes. All inclusive, <laughs> yes. Banana bread, regular bread, babka. It's a smorgasbord of yeasty dough. It's amazing. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I look forward to getting some in the post. That won't happen. So, ah, so what's your gardening approach been so far? Just uh, slash and burn or uh, weed killer the whole lot? I mean, I was thinking more growing things rather than just destroying things. The garden's mostly grass anyway. You know, we were trying to liven it up with some pots with things in, you know, grow a few bits and pieces, but um, it didn't go according to plan. Got a cherry tree, got to plant this bad boy. In a little while, it'll start to bloom, blossom. Be nice, be delightful. It's just a stick, <laughs> just a stick in a pot in the garden. Has been like that for many weeks. Followed the instructions, you know, buried at the right height, put the right compost in, watered it regularly. Not happening. It's just a stick. Isn't it supposed to take like years to grow though? Uh, I don't think you can expect miracles overnight. I think it says like four to six weeks for a bare root thing to start growing. Thus far, been about three weeks, nothing's happened. Have you been applying a uh, detol regularly? To what, James? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, well, I must have read the instructions wrong, but uh, <laughs> I thought Dettol just kills all illnesses, right? Yes, absolutely. I think if you drink it in high enough quantities, then um, everything will, will stop. Yeah, you're very unlikely to get ill ever again. Yeah, exactly. The healthiest you could ever possibly be. Perfect health. I mean, almost <laughs> perfect. 99% perfect. There's, I mean, one slightly crucial thing you won't have, but everything else will be spot on. Good, good. So that's top advice for our listeners out there. You heard it here from Craig. And now, you know, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not medically trained. I, I've never spent any time as a doctor or a nurse or any kind of medical professional. But I have read a lot of things on the internet, so that probably qualifies me to talk about it with authority. Undoubtedly, it also turns out that the yeah. Earth is flat and vaccines don't work. I mean, who knew? Vaccines don't work. I guess that's why we're uh, not bothering to wait for one before we uh, ease lockdown restrictions at the moment. Then, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes perfect sense. They're all a con from the medical profession, just designed to make us, uh, if anything, make us more ill. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what I've read on the internet. And I think everyone knows that the internet is just 100% truth. It's just facts in yeah. alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I don't miss anything, though. So um, I've hooked up the printer. And at the moment, I'm trying to print it off the internet. Good, good. <laughs> I think that's been yeah. going for a while. Uh, it 
doesn't sound that happy. And it's usually quite a lot of paper. We're almost through the A's. <laughs> well, you're basically growing your own paper now by the sounds of it. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's uh, self-sustaining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love recycling and the future of the planet. don't know why. The coronavirus <laughs> is going to kill me before I have a chance to enjoy it. So. May as well use the planet for everything it's got then in the meantime, right? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Um, anyway, I guess we can move on to the next section now, right? which, as you'll be very pleased to hear, we've got in some interesting questions from some of our listeners out there. So, um, yeah, over to the first one. In fact, I don't think they're questions, they're more requests. Peter from uh, the Czech Republic wants to, or in fact, is looking forward to meeting the women of Penny Radio. Me and Craig both as well, Peter. I'm not entirely sure you've uh, tuned into the right thing here, Peter, but uh, good to have you with us nonetheless. And um, we've got another Eastern European listener, Alex, this time from Latvia, who has requested that we play his favourite song. Now, again, I'm not entirely sure that this is the kind of radio that you're expecting. And I would be tempted to play your song, but I cannot pronounce it. In fact, it's got letters that I've never even seen before. So... I think we'll probably just have to leave it there. <laughs> I mean, surely you've done a Google search on this piece of oral art so that we can all enjoy it, right? You know, you can use it as the uh, outro for this episode. You're leading us on here before delivering a big surprise. You've gone and you've researched it. You found a copy that you can use that doesn't have any kind of terrible music rights on it that you know, are going to cause it to be problematic in years to come. And then when this episode finishes, we're going to get to enjoy Alex's favourite song. Well, I would like to say, Greg, that this uh, show is very well researched, thought through, production quality is top notch and all of that. So as you can imagine, I have not Googled it. Right. Disappointing. I think the wrong person yeah. might have been on probation, James. <laughs> Now you're off probation, Craig. Maybe I should actually change the intro to include you. So if you can just say your name, I will import it into the existing intro and uh, that will probably do. Okay, I'll say it in a really natural way. Okay, is everybody ready for this? Craig. Oh, mate, now you've just taken the intro above a minute and now it's not going to be classed as an intro. <laughs> you have to say it much quicker. Craig. No. Right, look, I'll just take your first one and I'll speed it up. So sound more like great okay cool perfect <laughs> great so uh i think we've done the the items of housekeeping so yeah tick uh edgy bants tick post well not really post is it it's uh electronic messages these days yep. but tick that yep. disingenuous and, uh, to our, you know our various well-being done yeah exactly <laughs> so i guess we'll get straight into it after the first 16 minutes of not getting into it and um, if there's anyone still listening, you'll be happy to know that you made it through the hard stuff last season of getting an understanding of all things personal finance. What we've got in store for you this season is we're going to get started on the actual doing bit. This season, the doing bit is going to be figuring out where we currently are and where we want to be so that then in future seasons, we can go and work out how to get there and then focus on putting all of that into practice. So you may just be saying, but I want to crack on with it now and put some stuff into practice straight away. But really, unless you know where you currently are and where you ultimately want to be, anything you try and do will be directionless. It may end up being counterproductive to your long-term financial health. Okay, so where do you want to be when it comes to your financial future? I'm going to take a punt here and guess that ultimately you want to be in a financially strong and healthy position at some point. Now, that's relatively easy to figure out. But what financially strong and healthy means for me may be entirely different to what it means for Craig or for you. 
Not to mention that at some point it's hardly a specific time frame. Figuring out all these details can actually be quite hard when you start thinking about it. Planning your life sounds not only daunting, but it can be quite unappealing for a lot of people. Who knows what they really want to do and what they want to be when they grow up? Craig, what do you want to be when you grow up? Penis model. Penis model. Well, you definitely have to do some growing up for that. (laughs) Anyway, for most people's aims, probably not Craig's, (laughs) the thing is that these aims change as you go through life and you have more experiences and you get new responsibilities and meet new people and discover new things. Figuring out these things at any one point in time can be an ongoing or an iterative process. And even once we've nailed that down, it really is likely to change as we go through life. So that's why by developing our financial framework, we can keep the same rules, processes and methods, but just change the goals and therefore the plans of how to get there. Now, you might be the kind of person that loves planning your future and know exactly what you want to do and when. Or you may be someone who hates thinking about the future and prefers to just wait and see what life throws at you or somewhere in between. Personally, I like to make plans, but I've often found it hard to figure out exactly what it is that I want when it comes to the big stuff, like the big plans, like what I want to achieve in life and that kind of stuff. And now finding the time and space to think about these things without getting distracted is always a challenge. But then when I do come up with a goal, actually making the changes necessary to achieve it can be scary as well. So just to give you a little bit of insight into my personal aims, slightly more achievable than Craig's, you might think. One thing that I'd always wanted to do since I was a kid was to go traveling and see more of the world. So one day, probably after a particularly tedious day at my job at the time, something just clicked. and I decided that was exactly what I was going to do. Everything else just seemed to go out the window and I focused on that as my main aim. And after a few years, I got the money together and managed to go and explore the world for a bit. And that completely changed my life and it changed my outlook on what else I wanted to do in the future as well. So it helped me figure out more of the big stuff. So since then, I've got married, gone traveling for another year, climbed mountains, dived with sharks, changed careers, started Penny Radio, and ultimately have a solid, but most importantly, an adaptable plan for my future. The point is that when I made that original plan to go traveling, I didn't have any plans for this other stuff I've done since. But as you work towards achieving a goal, it's amazing how open you become to other opportunities and more willing to think about what you really want out of life. And therefore, the more likely you are to work towards things that will ultimately make you happy. Because having a specific goal in mind makes you more likely to succeed in what you're doing. And once you've got a goal in mind as well, it lets you figure out the steps that you need to take to get there. And you can think about the pros and cons of those steps, break it down into manageable mini goals or milestones, and then it's easier to achieve those and actually get to where you want to get. Now, when it comes to setting your goals and thinking what you want in life, I know not everyone has those kind of eureka moments, and it definitely doesn't just click and fall into place straight away or at all. But the more we think about our goals in a structured way, the more likely we are to develop achievable aims and plans to get there. So that's the long way of me saying that what we're going to do on this episode is start thinking about our goals. And like I said earlier, this season is going to be figuring out where we are now and where we want to get to. But because our goals evolve, especially if this is the first time you've really thought about them, it's worth thinking about where we want to get to without biasing ourselves by thinking, oh, well, we can't get there because we've already thought about where we currently are and it's just impossible. So basically, if we start thinking about our goals right now, then at least as we start going through this season, we can have them in the back of our mind. Think about how realistic these goals are and start to refine them as we start to look at our current position. So that by the end of the season, hopefully we'll have a properly defined set of goals for our financial future that we can start planning on how to achieve them. And I'm not just talking about financial goals. I'm talking about your goals in general. And that's because that most of the goals you come up with will always have some sort of financial aspect anyway. And that's what we're eventually going to be planning on how to achieve. So how do you go about doing this? 
Well, it's entirely up to you. You can put some music on, stare into space and just let your mind wander. You can sit in the bath and wait for your own eureka moment. You can sit at a table with a blank piece of paper or a pen and start brainstorming. Can you just pay someone to do this for you? I mean, you can give me a lot of money, Craig, if you want me to come up with your financial goals. No, that, is, uh, that is an option. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that you can get someone to come up with your goals for you. I think it's something that's definitely very personal. You're right, like sitting down with a blank piece of paper, that kind of stuff. It, that doesn't really work for me. Um, what works for me is speaking to someone about it. Usually I uh, start bouncing some ideas off of my chosen victim, which is usually my wife, who is uh, always over the moon, as you can imagine. And then I talk through my ideas in a bit more detail. Sometimes I've got like, something in mind specifically. Other times I didn't even really realize that I was thinking about something. But by talking about something else, it kind of triggered it in my head. And then it's almost like you've discovered a brand new idea. But by talking through stuff, I find that you actually figure out by saying it out loud whether it's a good idea or not, or whether it's a load of rubbish. Because if you say it and it sounds rubbish to you, it's probably going to be rubbish to everyone else. So also when you're speaking to the person, if they are actually interested in what you're saying and not completely bored or asleep, then they'll probably give you some helpful feedback, tell you to stop being stupid and to carry on doing the washing up. Mm -hmm. Or they might tell you some things that you hadn't thought of before. So it can actually help you to figure out why you have those goals in mind as well. Exploring why you have those goals in mind can also be a, a way of helping to define those goals further. And I guess, you know, if you go through that process and you really think about what you want, then that sense of ownership that you'll have means that you're probably more likely to stick with them. It's your list. You've got that sense of ownership. Can take control from there on? It's easier to buy into your own goals than something that someone's dictated to you as well, right? You have to make it your goal to be able to buy into it, to dedicate the time and the effort and the resources to achieving it. So, yeah, I think that's, that's right, Craig. If you don't have that sense of ownership and you don't have that sense of buy-in, then it's going to be a lot harder to actually achieve those goals in the longer term. Aren't you glad you took me off probation, eh? <laughs> yeah, proved your worth already, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, um, as you are here, Craig, and um, you're just kicking around with nothing better to do, I would like to use you as my guinea pig today, if that's all right with you. Sure. And when I say guinea pig, Craig, I'm not talking about the kind from Peru. I don't get that reference. Uh, well, in Peru, guinea pig is very much on the menu. Oh, must have to eat a load of them. They're really small. Yeah, and they're very expensive as well. But you tend to just crunch through all the bones, like eat the head and all. So. It's like what? Waterland. Like a what? You know her. It's a French delicacy. So basically, they're these tiny, tiny little birds, like, like a bit smaller than a sparrow, and they savagely overfeed them. Their lives are miserable. They just force-fed all of this food and grain and all the rest of it. And so then they die because they're savagely overfed and not, you know, they're treated terribly. And then they get taken to restaurants where they are cooked, and you just eat the whole thing, eat the lot, you crunch it all up, bones and all. But because the cruelty involved in the preparation of the waterland is terrible, it's really bad, you have to put a um, napkin over your head so that God can't see you eating this creature that has been, I'm not kidding, it's a real thing, has been savagely mistreated. Apparently, it wow. is delicious. And it would probably have to be okay. delicious, wouldn't it, to really justify that. But I mean, it's worth it, okay? You say it has to be delicious. In the Philippines, they eat chicken fetuses. I think it's chicken. It's called balut. Take a, a fertilized egg where the fetus has started growing, and then they just crack it open and swallow it all down. And uh, apparently, 
you can uh, feel the texture of the feathers. Mm. It's not very nice at all. So I don't think it has to be delicious just to be fucking weird and cruel. That just sounds like you need to be a bit more patient, really, doesn't it? At least cook the fucking fetus. Why are you swallowing it raw? That's just... <laughs> they might boil it. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. That makes um, more sense. There's a lot of preparation goes into an automan. It's like a good couple of months. Then you have to cook it right. And then, you know, down it goes. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Munch, munch, munch. I reckon that maybe we should get some of our French listeners out there to write in and explain why they do this. And um, maybe send us notes. I mean, it, it does sound very French, doesn't it? Does. it? <laughs> like it's kind of foie, foie gras type uh, cruelty, isn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like way more delicious, apparently. Which is also French. Yeah. And also delicious. Well, as a vegetarian, I couldn't possibly comment. So um, I will take your word for it, Craig. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so uh, if you want to be my guinea pig today, which you do because you've just volunteered. Absolutely. So, Craig, today I want to find out what your aims and goals are in life. And maybe you can provide some inspiration for our listeners out there. So I'm going to be prodding and probing, metaphorically, of course, what with social distancing and everything. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, which I think that if the listeners ask themselves, they can help to start frame their own objectives and have an idea of their own goals and everything. So I'll dive straight in with uh, what is your dream job, apart from the one that you're in at the moment, of course? Well, gosh, I mean, I am quite fortunate in that I do very much enjoy the job that I have. I'm quite lucky there. This might sound slightly depressing, but I think I, I've maybe given up on the idea of a dream job a little while ago. I sort of accepted the grim reality of just having a job. Maybe just think about it this way. Maybe the dream job isn't something that's sort of esoteric and out there and, you know, something that I've always really wanted to do or anything like that. My dream job is a job that I enjoy, challenged by, I'm stimulated by. Um, where I don't spend Sunday evening dreading going into work. Uh, I look forward to doing the things that I do and that pays me well, uh, well enough that I can take care of my family. I can send my kids to university. You know, I can afford the house that you know fits us all in comfortably and make sure they've all got the things that they need and a bit more on, on top of that and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, perhaps a, a sort of relatively modest goal, but I, I want a job that offers me all of those things, whether it be working in the company I work for now or working somewhere else. If I can continue to climb the ladder and achieve further success uh, during my career and get to that point, I'd be very happy. Well, that's very realistic and um, reassuring that uh, all of those people that are under 25 who still believe in something called a dream job, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you are sadly deluded. (laughs) Wow. The best you can hope for is, like Craig said, to just keep your head down and get on with it. I mean, I'm paraphrasing there, obviously. I think I said it better, to be fair. (laughs) Well, I said it quicker, so who's the winner now? You know, James, being quicker isn't always better. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Tell that to you saying bolt. Sure. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, Craig, so on to the next one. Uh, If money was no object, what would you be doing with your life right now, assuming that there was no lockdown? Well, if money was no object... Then I imagine I would be spending quite a lot of time going to new and interesting places and seeing different parts of the world. Not in a kind of annoying backpackery way, but staying in like nice hotels and stuff. I don't want to have like manky feet and feel like I've just walked up like the highest mountain in the world with no oxygen or some bollocks. I want a nice hotel. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that what you did with your traveling was wrong, James. I'm just saying that it's not how I would have done it. And that it's wrong. 
<laughs> that's good to know. I guess it, these aims are very personal in more ways than one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, if money was no object, then yeah, I would just, I'd be looking for ways to, you know, do new and interesting things with my wife and my family and just really enjoying the best things, of that, you know, that life has to offer. Good answer, Craig. Good answer. Um, so next question. When you're an old man or an older man and you look back on life, what do you think that you would have hoped that you would have achieved? Number one, fuck off, I'm not that old. Older than me. Well, yeah, that is true. And I'm old. How old are you again? Thirty-five. <coughs> ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that's not that old, is it? Uh, anyway, so when I um, when I look back, uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> when you are old and you forget things, <laughs> when you look back on your life when you're just about to die, what would you have hoped that you would have achieved? Whilst I enjoy going to work and I enjoy doing the things that I do, my career for me has always been less about achieving things for me personally and more about continuing to progress so that I can put my family in a stronger financial situation. So it's very much a means to an end. So, you know, moving ahead at work is not because I want to move ahead at work. It's not, that's not the goal in itself. The goal is to be able to earn more money so that the family can live better. So when I look back as an old man, I'd like to be able to see that I did enough in my career that the family were well taken care of. They had all the things that they needed. They had access to education and driving lessons or whatever it is. Or, you know, I was there to help them out when they wanted to get started. You know, getting on the property ladder isn't going to get any easier unless all the old people die of coronavirus. And they might need help. They might need help with a deposit. If I can be in a position to do those kind of things, to, to help them out with all of that stuff, then, you know, that, that's going to be really the stuff that means a lot to me to know that I've provided for them in, in the best way I possibly can. And to see that, you know, they've grown up into good, decent, sensible adults with a good set of moral values, good work ethic, good understanding of how these things are supposed to work and that they're putting themselves in a position to, to succeed and, and make themselves happy in what they're doing. But those are the things I, I would want to look back on and see that I've been successful in. Well, that's uh, some very noble causes that you have there, Craig. And uh, I can honestly say that mine are not so noble. You want to drink all the beer and get rid of those pictures of you on the internet? <laughs> you know, Craig, that once they're on the internet, there's no way of getting rid of them as you are printing it out right and now. that's why I put them on the internet, Dave. <laughs> I think you've pretty much answered the next question as well, which was around what the most important things are to you and what your values are. So for our listeners out there i think understanding what the important things to you and what your values are will actually help you understand what it is that you want to achieve in life as well if these other questions don't really trigger that kind of a response it will also help you understand why you want to achieve those things that you're setting out to achieve so if you can answer that question that will really help you uh help you set your own goals so is there anything more you'd like to add to that craig i feel like i've um, covered it really good in that case, we'll go on to one that's a, it's a bit more specific. I'm assuming that you don't want to work forever, and that may be an unfair assumption because there are some people that do and derive a lot of, uh, of their self-worth from that. But uh, assuming that you don't want to work forever, when do you hope to realistically retire and what would you like to do in your retirement? Wow. Oof. I haven't given retirement a lot of thought. It seems relatively far away, to be honest. Really? It's only a couple of years, eh? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I don't want to work forever. I feel like 
there is to some extent a responsibility on people to retire you can't just keep working forever mm-hmm. because whilst you might have lots of skills and experience and all the rest of it you can find the ways to pass that skill and experience on to people and it's your obligation really to step aside and let the next generation of people come through if you're there taking up space when you should have retired that's a bit selfish i don't really agree with that so yes i do think it's important to, to retire I don't, I don't want to work forever you know when i am retired i i, I would like to be financially secure and stable and, and just able to to enjoy a nice life my wife and i talked many times about how when we're older you know we'll have just a nice place not too big just big enough for the two of us live somewhere in the countryside maybe we hadn't done a lot of gardening at this point, so we had talked about having a nice garden with some vegetables, probably off the table now. <laughs> Just be sort of nice, calm, quiet life. Grandparents, grandkids come to stay, treat them and spoil them rotten because that's what grandparents do. Uh, and yeah, humble and hopefully achievable goals, really. Fair enough. And have you got, a, have you got an age in mind of when you'd like to start that? Well, so the retirement age at the moment is 65, but I can't imagine it'll be 65 by the time I'm 65. I feel like it'll probably have changed. The retirement age is basically 66 for anyone who hasn't retired yet. And uh, for people our age, Craig, I hate to break it to you, but it's 68. So, um, yeah. So around 68 then would be great. <laughs> I think after the government's finished paying for Corona, it's probably more likely to be 78. So uh, you might have to readjust your aim there slightly. I'll just live longer. Okay, good, good, good plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, last couple of questions from me. This is uh, more just for my general interest rather than you setting your uh, goals. But uh, what is the main thing that you've learned about yourself during lockdown, apart from you're a shit gardener? I'm a great baker, a master baker. <laughs> you can tell that you're a dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I worked from home before. I've always enjoyed spending time with my family. It's great to be able to spend more time with them. It's difficult juggling things. But I think, as we said last time, we're, we're both in quite a fortunate position. So it's not anything that's insurmountable. I mean, this is a bit of a non-answer, James, but I don't really feel like I've learned anything about myself during lockdown that I didn't already know because I haven't really experienced anything particularly new. Just a lot of the same stuff all at once, really. Okay, well, that is a pretty shit answer. So I'm expecting more from you for the rest of lockdown. So you've got about three days to come up with a better answer. Okay, uh, I'll, uh, I'll really go all out. Yeah. Good. Okay, and uh, last question from me, and probably the most important question. What are your top three craft beers of all time? Top three craft beers of all time? Bloody hell. Let's think. Um that's a lot of silence, isn't it, for a, for a radio show? <laughs> so Harvey's, which is a brewery not a million miles away from me, do a lovely stout, Harvey's Brewery Black Stout. It's very nice, sort of dark, a little bit bitter. It's got some nice notes in there. That's tremendous. I'm a big fan of that. That's great. Good recommendation. I agree. That is a very, very good craft bit. Uh, Unbarred Brewery do an absolutely magnificent mango pale ale. It is a brilliant, brilliant beer. It's full and packed full of flavor fruity juicy just tremendous one of the nicest drinks you could have in the summertime it is spectacular on a hot day magic absolutely magic good stuff yeah Umbar, definitely one of my favorite breweries of all time yeah they're absolutely super just brilliant and then goodness i don't know i've spoken about a couple of breweries that are relatively sort of local to me 
here, you know, no shock. I live in the southeast of England, but originally from the northeast of England. And there's lots and lots of excellent craft breweries uh, in the northeast. Uh, there's, you know, Time Bank Brewery, Wyland Brewery do a number of excellent beers. Box Social have some great beers as well. But I think if I really had to say, you know, for a beer that you can drink on a regular basis, you can really sort of settle down and enjoy. I got a beer the other day from Mikella in Denmark, I think it is. Nice. And it's, it's a blowout DDH pale. It is very nice. You know, it's, you know, the right balance of everything, really. It's everything that you could want. And it's just very well put together. Yeah, it's great. And it's in the top Excellent. three because that is the only one I can really think of at the moment. I do like a good DDH. You can't have a top three without a DDH no, in it, in my view. For those uninitiated out there, that is a double dry hopped beer. And I recommend that you try one immediately. I mean, unless the time difference is weird and it's like, you know, you're listening to this at nine o'clock in the morning, then don't do that because that's weird and you might have a problem. Well, not if you're in lockdown. You can drink it whatever time you want, right? No. Is this why you get all those emails from HR, James? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put some clothes on for the Zoom chats. <laughs> there is probably some correlation there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, I'm sure everyone out there has found that enlightening, shall we say, Craig? So uh, thank you very much for that and uh, for being put on the spot there. You fulfilled your guinea pig duties very well. So gold star to you. Patronizing. Mate, it's my fucking show. <laughs> was. Was. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's task for everyone else out there listening is to go away and think about your own aims in life, your targets, your hopes and your dreams and make a note of them somewhere because we're going to be coming back to setting goals later in the season. And it's something that I recommend that you look at as we start going through our current situation. So at the end of each of the episodes for the rest of the season, just take another look back at the notes that you've written down and see if you can put a little bit more detail against them. And then uh, that will help you uh, come the last uh, episode of the season to actually set your goals. It really is an iterative process. And as we start figuring out where we currently are, you'll probably find that your aims and goals do change a bit. Hopefully they will become a bit clearer and a bit more defined. So whilst you're all going away and doing that after this episode, Craig, I've got a little bit of homework for you too. If you would uh, be so kind as to help out. Uh, we need to come up with a name for season two and you're far more creative than me. So... Uh, can we expect to catch you in life-changing season name by the next episode? I'll certainly give it my all. Okay, good, good. And what, I hear you ask, Craig, will we be looking at next week? Well, we'll start to delve into where we currently are by looking at our net wealth. So that's all from me. Is there anything you want to add, Craig? No, no, that's all from me. This has been a hugely enjoyable experience, as always. It's a pleasure talking to you, James. You are the most enlightening and educated and well-read individual that I have ever met and hang on I need to turn the paper over and everything <laughs> that you say is always worth listening to I said it there you go read it all. good thanks thanks for that <laughs> okay well in that case thank you very much for joining us on our first episode of season two and until next time take care and goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me take it easy everybody Next time, we will be continuing the journey to help you master your money.